Oh, dang it. Well, I clicked record right as I was about to sneeze. Um, here we are again. Episode 32. Yes, that's correct. Um, I'm a little bit nasally. I'm a little bit sniffly. I'm sneezing up a st- uh, uh, orm. Um, because I got allergies. My body said, hey, let's go back to back with the sicknesses. First had a cold. Now I got allergies, but I'm using all my mom's methods, dude. And I was, I was a skeptic at first. I'm a skeptical person by nature, but you know what, dude, after a while you have to accept when things work and I'm accepting that these things work. I'm putting on chest rubs. I'm putting the oils on my feet. I'm taking the things that I need to be taken and I'm diffusing the oils and Hey, the oils, they sometimes work. Okay. Sometimes I don't know what they do, but sometimes I know that they work. Um, but then there's some oils that like, it's like, like lavender. I think it's, it smells nice, but I think it's supposed to help you fall asleep. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, uh, um, maybe it's just cause I don't have a very good sleep schedule, but I don't know. It doesn't really help me sleep. Also, I heard a while ago that it also turns up the estrogen. So Maybe not the best to take it all the time because I'm a I'm a dude. Don't want too much estrogen, but also I have too much testosterone already. A doctor told me that I have too much testosterone. And so that's part of why I lost my hair so early. And I think it's also part of why I what did he say? What did he say? I think it was just hair related. Um but yeah, too much testosterone, it's an imbalance. So I got a little bit of a testosterone imbalance. So maybe more estrogen is good. Or more estrogen bad, and I just need to lessen the testosterone. Who knows? Um, Yeah, so sorry if I sound all sickly, but I'm doing all the methods that my mother has put in place for me. And I they work. I'm actively getting better. It started last night. So I did all the things last night and then I was like, last night was pretty bad. And then this morning I woke up expecting it to be pretty bad, but it wasn't too awful. I just was not getting a lot of sleep last night and I felt horrible last night. So I was just, I, I had to, I had to not go to today's class, unfortunately. Um, cause I just didn't get enough sleep, but I did wake up feeling a little bit better, but it was probably best that I rested because then I had to go see my group, my group project group for this project that I'm about to finish tomorrow, which has been really stressful and it's been my least favorite project. Actually, no, it's been my second least favorite project because the other project I had was just awful. Bad teammates make projects awful, I think. Um, but yeah. That project's over. Now this project is about to be over. I have another project that's going to be done at the end of the month. And then I've got the other class that was today and Wednesdays. That is just basically a semester-long project. So that one's going to be done at the end of the semester. Almost at end of the semester. Doesn't make sense, though, does it? Um, so, yeah, I think that's the good news is that I'm getting projects done. I'm making it. You know, you... Uh, you boys been stressed out, but um, he's making it through. We're doing it. We're getting through it. I'm almost done with the semester. 
And then I got one more to go. And then I got to get myself a job. Good old jobby job, which not fun, but what is fun, making money. So you win some, you lose some. Capitalism, it's good for you. Um, it's better than communism, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. Ugh. I just, oh, yeah, baby, woo. <laughs> um, man, I'm tired. Um, so yeah, that's the good news. Oh, another news. Well, not really news, but um, I was in class last week, and the power went out in the middle of somebody's presentation, and so uh, the power went out for like two seconds, and then it came, it came back on. Um, and then my professor goes all right everybody stay in place it could be terrorists and we all laughed at that because obviously that's got to be a joke right and then she looks back and he and she goes that's that's not a joke it could be uh, but don't say that though because you can cause a panic you're going to cause more problems in our brains than the imaginary terrorists would cause. Because what problems do imaginary terrorists cause? No problems at all. Because they're imaginary. So, don't say it could be terrorists. Just go check that it's not. And then if it is, then tell us. (laughs) I can't imagine, like... What if somebody in that class had like anxiety or something like serious anxiety, bro? You know, you got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you say. And that's what I have to do on this podcast. Because I know I talked about it last episode. Was it last episode? Two episodes ago. No, last episode, I think. Yeah, it was last episode. You got to watch what you say. You got to be careful with what you say. So I'm watching more of what I say. Um, Just talking about funny things. Got to keep it light. Got to keep it funny. Otherwise, um. Things get sad and dark. And there's enough sadness and darkness in this world. We need more happy laugh laugh. <laughs> happy laugh laugh. Um, so I don't know if you guys know who Scott Disick is, but Scott Disick is somebody who was, I think, or still is maybe. I don't know. Also don't care. But I think he was one of the husbands or boyfriends of a Kardashian or something. Anyways, that doesn't matter. What matters is that he created a clothing brand called Talentless. I like the name. It's funny. Um, But he created a clothing brand called Talentless. And, oh, hold on. My wallet's in my pocket. I don't want it in my pocket. It's making me, it's uncomfortable. I don't want it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, oh, I totally forgot to get water too. Dang it. It's going to be another dry throat episode. Um, so yeah, he created a clothing brand called Talentless. Now, the whole point of the brand is that he wanted to create a name brand of clothes, but make it affordable so that people aren't paying $1,000 for a t-shirt that says Supreme on it. Um, now, that's a good idea. And I will say for name brand, it's 
I guess it's affordable for name brand, but at the same time, it's just not affordable because the sh- the hoodies go for like a hundred to one hundred twenty five dollars. I checked it out. Now they look nice, and I think it's probably high quality. And yeah, it is a name brand, but still, dude, I don't think you can put affordable into the way that you market market your business when you're going. You're, I don't know. If you market yourself as a name brand clothing company, forget talking about affordable because you're already putting that aside by being name brand. So putting affordable in there, it's a little bit contradictory. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's like an out of touch thing because he's like, he's so rich, dude. Um, You know, he's got bukus of money. He's, uh, you know, you know how, how like there's different levels of rich where you're like rich and then you're like, I've got money to spend rich. And then, and then you've got like, oh, I ran out of toilet paper. Guess these hundred dollar bills will have to do rich, you know? Um, I feel like he's that, that level of rich where it's like, he might think a, a carton of milk is $19, you know? But uh, at the same time, he just has somebody go out and get his groceries because he probably has the money to do that, which good for him if he has that money, dude. Ah, hey, don't give me too much money because I'll become really lazy. And that's just the truth. Um, I'll make everybody do everything for me. I will pay others to shave me, my chin. I I wouldn't have them shave my body because then that's weird. But uh, yeah, dude. Oh, I would pay somebody to brush my teeth, dude. I don't like I don't like having to go out of my way to brush my teeth. I do I do it obviously because you got brushed teeth. But do they remain yellow even still? And I can't figure out how to make them more white. Yes, it continues. They're not too white. They're not. They're not that bad, though. They're not that bad of yellow. It's just like you know, it's the natural tint of yellow that you get when you get older. Uh, did I neglect my teeth when I was younger? Though, absolutely. Did they hang on and are still strong? And dentists that I've gone to are like, "How do you still have beautiful teeth?" Yes. It's a medical mystery. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, though. So there's all these like, there's like tons of different speech issues that people might have, people might suffer from. Um, and I'm just thinking about the names and I'm like, the names seem a little bit cruel. Like take lisp, for example. Now the word lisp is probably really hard for people with lisps to say because they go lisp. They'll go lisp. And then you'll be like, what? And they'll say, lisp. I have a lisp. And then you're like, what's a lisp? Right? That's how it works. It's harder to understand them because they have a speech issue. Is it their fault? No, of course not. And can you understand them? Yes, of course you can. I was making a joke. Okay? It's all about jokes. But obviously, because of the lisp, their words come out a little bit less clear. I don't know what causes a lisp, though. Is it something with your mouth configuration? Configuration, like we're computers, dude. 
is it something the way that your mouth is like or your jaw is or is it something with your tongue Maybe your tongue is too big for your mouth or something what causes a lisp let's look that up is it a brain thing i feel like it's not a brain thing i feel like it's something physical well i mean the brain is physical but you know what i mean what causes causes lisp most lisps are caused by wrong tongue placement in the mouth i was right i'm a genius which in turn obstructs airflow from the inside of the mouth, causing the distortion of words and syllables. Tongue ties are also considered a probable cause of lisping. Wow. Wrong tongue placements, you know? We're all made perfectly in God's image. I know this to be a fact, but also, when did the tongue get placed wrong? <laughs> um, I don't, you know? Who knows, man? Who knows? The Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, maybe it's not a wrong wrong tongue placement. There are no mistakes in heaven, right? It's not a wrong tongue placement. It was done that way on purpose for some reason. And I don't know the reason. Because again, the Lord works in mysterious ways. The Bible says so. Does the Bible say so? I don't know. I don't think the Bible ever actually said the Lord works in mysterious ways. But also I could be wrong. But I'm not going to look it up. Because I don't want to. Um, so yeah, lisp, really hard for people with lisps, lisps to say. It's even hard for me to say. And I don't have a lisp. Um, and then the word speech impediment. <laughs> okay. You want to make someone with a speech impediment say the word impediment? Also, people with stutters. S is probably one of the most difficult letters for them to get out. I looked it up. It says it is. You're gonna start your word with stu- You're gonna start your word with s. You're gonna make them go sit there and say, "I have a s- stutter." Don't do that. Make it tutter. Make it make it butter. I don't care what it is, dude. Make the word easier for people to say. You know, but impediment, dude. Somebody's got a speech impediment, and you're gonna give them a p- impediment. You're gonna give them a four syllable word. Come on, man. That's not fair. Make it speech prob. <laughs> That's easier to say. Speech prob. Dude. Call it a speaking whoops. <laughs> and I want to be clear. I'm not making fun of people with speech impediments. I'm I'm saying the the words for speech impediments are kind of like... They're not ironic, but they're like uh, contradictory, I guess, of themselves or whatever. They're they're just it's it's just weird to take a word that's already hard for somebody with like you know what I'm saying? Like making somebody with a lisp say the word lisp seems cruel because they can't it's hard for them to say it. So, make them have easier words to say when they have to tell people that this is what I have in my speech issues. Call it a speaking whoops. Speaking whoops, dude. Easy. Speaking, speech issue. I said speech issue. Speech issue is probably easy to say. You know? But man, making somebody say speech impediment with a speech impediment. Come on now. Come on now. You already know they're struggling, man. Make it easier on them. 
make it easier on them. I'm standing up for you. That's what I'm doing, dude. Not making fun of you. I'm standing up for you and your rights as a speech impeded person. Is that what the word is? Speech. Speech. Speech impaired? Is that what it is called? I don't know. Who knows? I'm just talking till I can't talk no more. That's what I do. Um, oh, had to stretch. <coughs> and then I had to cough. Gross. Um, let me, let me, let me look this up real quick. Cause I want to make sure I have it right before I talk about it because I forgot to look it up. Um, yes. Okay. I do. So uh, let's just talk about how dark nursery rhymes can be sometimes, you know, and we're just having kids, kids say these words or kids say these nursery rhymes. Also, my computer fan is going off for no reason. Hope you don't hear that. Um, dude, I swear I'll, I'll open up a regular website and my computer sounds like it's on the tarmac ready to take off. Um, I could, I could open up YouTube and it sounds like I'm, I'm in an F-22, you know, just absolutely up the wall. But, um, I don't understand why nursery rhymes are synonymous with children. It's so dark. Do you not, do you not get it? It's so dark. Like, take Ring Around the Rosie, for example. We all know that one. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Hilarious and fun as a child, because you get to fall on the ground on purpose. So why not? Um, But dude, meaning behind the lyrics, here it is. Uh, it says, but perhaps later as an adult, you learn the truth that Ring Around the Rosy is really a deathly little poem about how the bubonic plague in London in the 1600s. Mm. What? Ever giving it to kids to sing? Uh, Ring around the rosy. It's it's the breakdown. Ring around the rosy meant the itchy rashy, the itchy rashy dude, the itchy rash around the infected sore of a person sick with the plague. Ugh, disgusting! And if you're eating, stop now. Pocket full of posies were the flower petals that plague doctors shower, showered upon their deceased patients, which also helped to ward off their odor. More disgusting. We continue in the disgust. And also, could you imagine being a plague doctor? How depressing. Ashes, ashes meant the cremated remains of the deceased oh and it gets darker and yes whether sick or not we all fall down oh beautifully written and so sad at the same time and it says there's an eerie fun fact interestingly enough okay what is this eerie fun fact it says during the covid-19 pandemic lockdown the song was used as a way to ensure one has washed their face their hands long enough about 15 seconds whoops 
Um, but it says, but, oh, okay, interesting. Oh, okay, okay. They picked my interest. They said, but wait, dear reader. It's nice that they call me dear reader. I appreciate it. It's very nice. Dear website, thank you. Um, do not believe all you've heard, they say. Evidence to the contrary. Okay. Now we're moving in a direction that continues to pique my interest. In fact, there is a great deal of evidence that the nursery rhyme does not come from the deathly origins. Okay, but why is this? But, but it makes sense. Okay, I'm going to, I'm not taking sides yet. I got to hear both sides of the argument. In fact, in all likelihood, that's not at all where the verse comes from. Oh, okay, interesting. And now I'm stroking my beard because I'm intrigued. I'm in thought. I'm reading still. I stroke the bottom of my chin. Intrigued I am. Here's why. The first recorded version of the nursery rhyme did not show up until mid-1800s, some 200 years later after the plague. One would think that one-third of Europe, i.e. 50 million people, that's so many people, died, and a convenient little nursery rhyme had come up to commemorate their demise. Someone would have written it down a time or two prior to the mid-1800s interesting what's more likely is the rhyme should i just should i have another podcast where i talk about plagues um what's more likely is the rhyme was really just a fun game that manifested later after the after the great plague and it was just a ditty for kids a ditty for kids what is that dude diddy like p diddy no likely they joined hands around a flower bush or a rose tree, which would make sense because rosy, rosies, ring around the rosy. And they joined hands and they danced around a flower bush or a rose tree. Ring around the rosy. There we go. Circled it a few times and fell down laughing or even sneezing from the flower's pollen. <laughs> hey, I'm doing that right now. Um, or perhaps, as some say, the fall meant to meant a type of curtsy. Okay. There are a great many variations of the verse. From German to Indian, each is different. Uh, some include different bre- breeds or breads. I don't know. Uh, some include terms like hushba, busha, busha. Okay, love it. Or redbird, bluebird. Cool. The fact that so many variants exist means that it likely did not originate via a single historical event like the Great Plague. And we have a conclusion. We're no doctors, but health experts also have noted that the symptoms described in in the common American version of Ring Around the Rosie are not consistent with those of the Great Plague. Interesting. And we'll, I don't, you know, if you guys don't want to listen to this, it is what it is, because I'm interested. And we'll add, if you were a parent and your child started singing about a plague, wouldn't you tell them not to? Well, of course, but we digress. In the end, what the song means remains up to inter- interpretation. I can't read right now. Jeez. That means it's left up to you. Okay. We're not five-year-olds. We know what interpretation means, dude. Um, do you want to believe it was born of the Black Plague? I sort of do, honestly. Or that it came much later in history and has only been retrofitted retrofitted after the possible eerie meaning was landed on either way you'll have to you'll 
you'll have all this chomp on the next time you're with some pals and feeling nostalgic in a rose garden. Okay, let me tell you what, article with the weird ending. There will never come a time in my life where I'm ever with my pals in a rose garden. Okay? And that's final. Dude, I don't even call my friends my pals. Am I Mickey Mouse? Get it together. Um, Husha Busha. Husha Busha. I don't know what that means. Probably shouldn't say things I don't know what they mean. Um, man, just got to be ringing around the rosy sometimes, though. We all ring around the rosy and we all fall down. Um, yeah, that's dark. (coughs) Um, Friday, I have this class and it's an experiential learning entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial class. Okay. And there's all these groups and teams inside the class that they set up things in events where the other groups in the class can attend and participate in them. Now, there was one group in particular where you have to participate or you get a zero in the class. And so they said, it's race for relief. It's for breast cancer awareness. Now, this is a good cause. But they said, in order to get your full grade in the class and not a whole zero, you have to buy a $25 ticket to enter the race and then Run the distance of a 5K on your own time over the weekend and record your time and take a picture of yourself while running. Now, of course, this all sounds terrible. So I ran the 5K, I recorded my time, and I took a picture of myself running where I was really sweaty and looked like I was about to die. And the picture was blurry because I was running too. And I sent that in and they're going to make a presentation and they're going to put my picture up. And you know what, dude? I can't wait to see it because honestly, I think it's going to get some laughs. I really did it for the comedy of it because it's funny. I suffered to make more people aware about breast cancer. Let's go, dude. Yes. Um, Or is it? It's not breast cancer awareness. Is it just, okay, what was that noise? My roommate's in the shower, and it was a big bang. Not the show, though. Could he have fallen in the shower? Mark? Um? Let me let me check if he's all right, because if he fell in the shower, it's a problem. any of that conversation i don't know if you even hear me talking right now because the levels aren't coming up sorry about the big pause super unprofessional but i'm not gonna cut it out because i'm one take johnny um i checked on my roommate i made sure he didn't fall in the shower and all of his hips are not broken um he didn't fall in the shower it was a shampoo bottle but hey gotta check on him because falling in the shower can be dangerous um so i ran the 5k on the gym lap track at 
my school for this class, right? Was it the worst experience of my life? No. I, I And I can tell you that because I've had my heart broken a couple times. And it hurts real bad. And those are probably some of the worst experiences of my life. And every time hurt worse than the last one. Woohoo! Um, so it wasn't the worst. But I ran the 5K for the class. And it was not fun. But I did it for breast cancer. And that's what matters. I, I also walked for half of it, though. Because I just, you know. Who can run... 3.1 miles straight, right? Like, is that a thing? Do people actually run a 5K the whole time? It feels like, dude, I, I I got through two laps and I felt like I was dying after running and I just had to walk like half of it. And they said, I also looked it up and they said, um, for 20 to 30 year olds, amateurs, like people who haven't done them before, the best time to shoot for is like 31 to 33 minutes for a 5k and I almost doubled it. So that's pretty cool. Um yeah. And did my shin splints absolutely fire up? You bet. It wasn't too bad though. It wasn't it wasn't awful. It was just awful though. But it wasn't awful, but it was also awful. You know what I'm saying? Um but you do you gotta do what you gotta do for breast cancer. Um my time was impressive to me. I did it within an hour. And that's all I wanted to do, really. Uh also I didn't really even realize it, but you're kind of supposed to train your body for a 5k before running it. Well whoops. I didn't train at all. I just went in. I didn't even stretch, I think. I just kind of wanted to get it over with. <laughs> But it's but I survived, I guess. Um and then of course I went ice skating the very next day on a date. And my shin splints lit up again, dude. And my feet went on fire with soreness. But I was fine. And now I'm healing them for real this time, dude. But I had a lot of getting in I had a lot of things getting in the way of it actually healing. Okay. I had some I had some physical activities to participate in, okay? I had some plans that I was previously engaged to, to get to. But now we can start the healing process. And so it's okay, dude. But I was sore. I was quite sore from the knees down. My ankles. Oh, forget it, dude. <laughs> um, 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 so I went to San Antonio this past weekend. Um... And it was quite fun. So I stayed with a couple of dudes up there, um, made some new friends. Just I went up to visit the campus ministry up there. That was my original goal. But in the meantime, I was like, I want to do an encouragement date. And I've mentioned this before. If you don't know what an encouragement date is, I think I talked about it in my last episode. And if not my last episode, it should be in one of the two episodes before that, probably somewhere. Um so I just, I don't want to explain it all again, but you know, I was like, I, I also want to go on an encouragement date while I'm up there. And I've had all of the encouragement dates 
uh, oh my gosh, sorry, yawning all over the place. All the encouragement dates that I've been on have been with girls that I was already friends with and that I knew. And then I was just, you know, I was like, hey, let's hang out. Let's get to know each other better. Um, that kind of thing. And it was never for um, romantical intentions. Well, that's not true. One time it was, but it didn't work out because I'm not popular with the ladies. Woo! Yes, dude. Um, so I, I was... There was also one time uh, where I did have a date with a girl that I didn't know previously, and that was also in San Antonio. Funny, funnily enough, it was like a year ago, probably over a year ago. No, when was it? Was it a year ago? It was actually, I think it was more than a year ago, actually. Um, and it was at like some conference thing, and so like at conferences, a lot of people uh, go on encouragement dates. And actually one of, there was like another girl there that was like, Hey, can you ask this girl on a date? And I was like, um, I guess. (laughs) So, you know, it happened and I had fun and we went to trampoline park and that was pretty cool. And I like trampoline parks. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about now is this date. This date happened and I was like, you know, I want to go on an encouragement date and it's probably good for me to get out there outside of my comfort zone and take a girl I don't know already out on an encouragement date. I now the girl I took out was <clears throat> took out like I'm a hitman dude. No, she's alive. Took her out on the date. Um so the girl that I took out on the date I didn't know her previously. Um I didn't even know her name up until one of my friends told me her name. Um and, but I've seen her around before. And so I was like, uh, oh, and then my friend told me she was in law school. She's not, she's a marketing like me, which is cool still. But when he said that she was in law school, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Um, and then I became curious and I was like, hmm. And then I asked like a couple other people. If they knew her and then they were like, oh yeah, she's great. And all, all this stuff. And like, tell me all these nice, all this nice stuff about her. She's a widely adored person, it seems. So I'm like, hmm, my, my intrigue has grown. So I'm like, all right, dude, I'll, I'll ask this girl then because I know she goes, I know she, she's at the college in San Antonio or whatever. I for, I'm forgetting the name for some reason. But I know she's in Texas. So I'm like, all right, I'll take her. I'll take her on a date. I'll ask her on a date. But I was like, I want to do it in person. So I was like, how am I going to do that? And then I re- and then I realized we had the retreat coming up. The retreat that I told you about recently. Um, where I was dressed up as Spider-Man. So I wanted to get outside of my comfort zone. And I got outside of my comfort zone to the 11th degree because, first of all, I didn't know this girl. She didn't know me. All I knew about her was that she had a name and now I knew it and that I also thought she was in law school for some reason. Um, but I asked her her major on the date because I didn't want to assume that my friend was correct because it would have been weird. Like, so you go to law school and she'd be like, no, because then it would be weird. So I would have to be like. Hey, what's your major? And then if she said law school, I would be like, 
that's insane, but also in a good way. Um, and so I turned it up to 11, putting myself on hard difficulty, playing the video game of asking this girl, right? I didn't know her. She didn't know me. She didn't even know my name. She probably maybe has seen me before, but just walking by and obviously didn't didn't have anything to say to me. Because if she had something to say to me, she would have said it, right? That's just how a conversation works. Now, you're, you're thinking, well, that's how most things work, right? That's how most dating things work. You go up to a girl and you ask for her number, right? This situation's a little bit different, though. She's from a different city. We don't really run in the same circles. We do sort of. We probably have mutual friends and knowings of people's. But either way, dude, <laughs> there's nothing between us, right? No, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying we didn't have any connections, really. So I'm already nervous to ask her because it's a girl. So I'm nervous, of course. Um, Even more so. Is she pretty? Of course. So it turns up the nervous to a little bit more. That's how it works, okay? Girls, pretty girls. Pretty girls are pretty girls. Girls are pretty, okay? <laughs> that's how it works. And when a guy has to ask a girl that's pretty because all the girls are pretty, it gets nervous because she's pretty. So that's how it works. Now, you're, you're, still, you're still with me and you're still probably saying, but that's just how things are. It doesn't seem like it's hard enough yet. Well, let me tell you this, man. I made it hard because I asked her out in the middle of a dance party where you best bet your bu- you best bet your best bullet, dude. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You best bet your top dollar that music was blasting. So it was hard to hear. And <clears throat> I'd seen her walking around before. I had plenty of other times to talk to her. I had plenty of other opportunities to talk to her. But I didn't because I was nervous. But then I talked to my friend. Um, his name is Chris. I'm not going to give you the rest of his name. Um, I talked to him and I was like, bro, I'm nervous. But I want to ask her on a date because it would be fun to, to get to know her. But I'm also nervous. And then he's like, hey, just do it. And I'm like, you're right, Nike. So I Nike'd it up. And I waited. I waited around. I was trying to see where she was. Of course, the moment I, I muster up the courage, I can't see her anymore, right? But then she walks in the door behind me. I'm still in the dance center place. I'm still in the place where the dance is happening. And so I'm just like, she walks by and I'm like, it's now or never. And I didn't sprint after her, but I kind of felt like it in my heart because my heart was beating really fast. And I tapped her on the shoulder. And then I was like, hey, you're that girl, right? <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit, right? We got to talking. And then I asked her on the date. And then she said, yes. And uh, it worked out. And now I have a new friend, dude. And I will say it again, dude. Honestly, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, Very, like, gentle, gentle-spirited person. Um, and so we went on the date this past weekend. Um, we went ice skating. We got breakfast first. And then we went ice skating in the mid-morning time because of of uh her work schedule um 
she's like a performance actress. I don't, I don't remember who she said for. I think at SeaWorld, right? Yeah. She does, she does like performing stuff. She, um, like, you know, haunted house scaring and stuff like that. So already super off the walls. Cool. Okay. Super dope. And then she's telling me, cause it's coming up to the Christmas season that she's playing an elf. Ah, even cooler. Dude. To fix my, something on my bed. Sorry, um, she's she's a she's an elf. She does dinner shows and stuff. But do you know anybody with that kind of job? Most likely not, because you just got to be another level of cool, I guess. Um, no, I'm just it's. But I mean, it is it is like I don't know. It's cool, you know. I don't know why it's cool to me. I think it's just cool. To like just have a job where you get, here's what it is, dude. You get paid to dress up as a scary person and scare the bejesus out of people and watch their hilarious scared reactions, right? And then later on, you get to, you get paid to dress up as an elf and then just be in character as an elf. Well, that's sick. Well, that's awesome. And I want that job, but they wouldn't hire me. Cause I'm not talented. <laughs> I, I can't even scare people really. Um, the only person I can really scare is my dad and probably my mom, but I shouldn't scare them too much because it could probably have negative effects on their heart. Okay. So I don't want to risk that. I need my parents still kicking around. Okay. It's good for me. It's good for me to have my parents around. Um, but yeah, that was the date, and it was really fun. And I was slip sliding around all over the ice, and it had been years, but I was like, it's like riding a bike, right? It'll come back to me. It didn't come back to me. I got on the ice, and I was like, whoops, 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 going to fall all over the place. I didn't fall once, though, which was surprising. But man, was I riding that wall. I was on the boards, probably 80% of it. I got the hang of it towards the end, but it was difficult, man. It was difficult, but she was pretty good at ice skating. She said it'd been a while for her, so I was like, oh, maybe we'll struggle together, and then I won't have to look like such an idiot on my own. But no, I look like an idiot on my own. But I was also having fun with it, dude. I wasn't embarrassed, you know? Like, I I felt like as soon as I started slipping, I was like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed all day. But I wasn't embarrassed, because I was just like, I was just having a lot of fun, and I was laughing at myself. And then she was laughing, too, but she was laughing with me, not at me. I could tell, you know? So it was just a lot of fun. Um, And also, hey, still the nicest person I've ever met because she let me hold uh, her hand to figure it out so that I could get a little bit of balance. (laughs) It didn't work. But I got a little bit better. And now does it make me want to ice skate more? Probably, yeah, a little bit. And I might go ice skating more. Um, Because it is fun. It is fun. It's difficult, but it's fun. And I saw some people who are who were out there like they're figure skaters and stuff. This episode's running a little long. Uh, they were figure skaters and stuff, and I'm just like, all right, dude. Now, now, like, what do you? Uh, how do? You, how many years do you have to spend to to just like be spinning around on ice? You know. She also said she saw one of the figure skaters who was like practicing like slam so hard, and I was like, ah, and I missed it. Um, but he wasn't hurt or anything. 
but it's like it's just kind of funny to watch people fall sometimes as long as they don't get hurt of course but it's funny to watch people fall because we're all human and we all fall we all fall down because we ring around the rosy because it's the plague um also on the way up to san antonio my car i've had it for a year never never shown me problems before all of a sudden dude i'm on the road my steering wheel locks up the engine the check engine light uh, turns on the traction control warning turns on um and then i'm like all right what's going on and then all of a sudden my acceleration is messing up and so i pulled over to a gas station and i called my dad and he's like might be a problem with your alternator or a belt is loose or whatever. So I did some monkey mechanics. I, I, I also realized that my power steering fluid was out. So I filled that up. Then I did some monkey mechanics. I tapped on my, my alternator. I tapped on the leads to my battery that seemed to fix it for the time being. Of course, it kind of put a little jolt back in my battery. It seems got back in the car, drove up to San Antonio. No problem. Okay. Now, when I left, started up just fine. And then the problems began. And it was after I got a full tank of gas for some reason, which full tank of gas usually solves your problems for cars, but not this time, dude. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's starting again, dude. And so I had to pull over. I had to figure out what, what the heck was going on. I got back on the road because I couldn't figure it out and it seemed to be working normally again. So I got back on the road and then it started to go on the fritz on the road. So I pulled over on the road. I called my dad again. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, see if you can make it to an auto zone. So I go to an auto zone, this super guy named Roberto, this super guy, no, this super nice guy, but he was also super, um, the super nice guy named Roberto, Roberto, uh, if you will. Because he was um, um, Hispanic. I don't want to assume what kind of Hispanic, of course. Um, He came out and he did a diagnostic. And he said, apparently, the battery had a bad cell. So he took out the battery. He helped me replace a new one. Did it cost $210? Oh, absolutely, it did. But we had to make it home safely, right? Money is money, and it comes back. If you spend it and and handle it correctly, of course. Um, and so he helped me out, put the new battery in, and uh, I got home safely. But he gave me a tip, and this tip I'm giving to all of you now. Okay? Giving this to all of you now. If you buy a used car, he said this, if you buy a used car, first thing that's got to go is the battery. Get rid of the battery, buy a new one immediately. Because you never know what problems that battery's got. Now, the battery lasted me a whole year, which is impressive. But, get rid of that battery. It's the first thing that's got to go. Um, uh, I will probably... I have another thing on my list, but I'll probably just save it for the other episode, for the next episode. Um, but as, as always, dude... You know, <coughs> sorry if my voice is a little squeaky. I don't like it when it's squeaky, but I can't help it because I got a cold. Um, as always, I hope.
that you enjoy your day, your week, your month, your year, and the rest of your life. Peace out to the homies. Love you guys.